This is the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Chris Schmedeke. Today, we are talking Colorado Avalanche as they are back on a winning streak when we're talking with Kyle Fredrickson. Stay tuned. I am joined by Avs beat reporter Kyle Fredrickson live from Vancouver. Kyle, how's it going out there in Canada? It's good. It's surprisingly warm uh, with no snow on the ground. So I'm not trying to troll anybody listening to this back in Denver, but uh, my timing was just absolutely beautiful for this trip. Yeah. And the one thing with the snowstorm back here is it's not really warming up. So the uh, the Colorado, excuse me, the Colorado sun is not uh, not doing its job. So the side streets are pretty terrible, but uh, we'll manage, you know, it's it's all going to be there when I get back is what you're saying. There's a good chance, yes, because okay. I think we have another storm coming in Friday. Um, oh, small one, but yeah. Anyway, let, let's not talk about the weather. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about these Avalanche. Um, they, you know, they were struggling there for a while. They lost seven of eight, uh, completely fell out of the playoff picture. Now, winners of three straight. I think they've outscored their opponents seventeen to four. I believe is what I read. They've just been scoring goals. They've they've. They've been on fire these last three games. So what changed, you know, what, what you saw a lot of the losing streak as well. So so what what has changed for them? Yeah, it's, it's been really in, intriguing to watch because it hasn't really been a personnel difference. It's It's been the same guys on the ice for the most part, besides Val coming back um, for this brief stretch. Uh, and all of a sudden, a team that looked like it was floundering and the conversation had began, hey, are, are, are they going to fall out of playoff contention? All of a sudden now it's, hey, look at the surging abs. They can do no wrong. And everything that they were doing wrong previously, they've all of a sudden fixed. And the one number that I'm going to point to is shooting percentage, right? I think when that losing streak was going on, uh, they were making 8.6% of their shots on goal, which is well below the league average. And I just looked before we hopped on the podcast over this three-game streak that you mentioned, you know, 17 to 4 you know, that shooting percentage is all the way up to 18.8%. So it's a 10% increase. And it shows you what the the results are, right? I mean, there's just so many more goals going in. The abs are getting a little bit of puck luck at times. They're they're getting, you know, goals that previously just, just weren't finding the back of the net. And a lot of things lead to that. I think the biggest thing was probably just mental. You know, Miko Ranson talked about it. Sometimes you realize you're not doing well you almost overtry, you overdo things. But, you know, as we've seen this team recently, it, it seems like things have, have been simplified a little bit. Evan Rodriguez told me in the locker room recently, before there was a lot of east to west going on, and now it's all north to south. They're trying to get up the ice, you know, they're, maybe they've reduced some of their sets in terms of the complexity in their playbook, uh, allowing guys to play freely, and, and we've really seen that. So, um, of all the things that are happening right now, you know, goaltending has been most consistent, even throughout some of that losing. And I think that continues to help the Avalanche. Um, you know, Gorgiev was, you know, fantastic after getting a few days of rest last night with 34 saves. Um, I think the Avs just feel very comfortable with having him and Frankie back there. So, so a lot of things are just going right for the team. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, in Vancouver tonight, we're, we're recording this, you know, I think 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So, you know, it won't be too long before the Avs are, are have puck drop against the Canucks, against a team that really isn't very good right now and has been struggling. You know, a, a team that they Avalanche should beat at this point in the season. So, you know, can the Avs get those winnable games and also beat the teams that are also competing for the division and, and competing for a, a spot in the playoffs like the Flames are? So 
in terms of being a fan, you know, it's, it's been a roller coaster, I'm sure for, for a lot of folks, but no panic from the team. You know, I've, I've been very struck by the calmness of Jared Bednar, even through the losing streak. And then just through the winning being the same guy as well. I mean, you can see why he's a championship coach. You know, I saw the, uh, you know, they, like you said, they beat the flames last night. Uh, they're up three, nothing in the first period. They, they blitzed them pretty good from the start. Um, the Flames coach is the Avs' best hype man, I swear. Because um, wh- what did he say yesterday? Or, or was it at morning skate? Like, I would still never want to play them in the first – you know, he, he said something along those lines. Yeah, he, he. it seems like every time Daryl Suter gets a chance to talk about the Avalanche, it's like, you know, he's a hype man. Yeah, or, you know, he's he's trying to, you know, get, get a job in the front office or something. And, <laughs> yeah, he, he's basically said he wouldn't want to play the Avalanche. Um, after the game, he said, you know, that's a team that's won a cup and, you know, we've got one guy on our roster who's won one. That was the difference. Uh, you know, he said that, uh, Gorgiev and Francois were maybe the best one, two punch and goalie for the league this year. Um, it was just kind of on and on. And, you know, when you get that level of respect from opponents, uh, I think that says a lot because the abs don't do a whole lot of talking themselves about opponents that, you know, they're, they're more, more focused on their own thing. But clearly, you know, they're still a talk of the league. And, you know, when they play like they're playing right now, I mean, kind of just watch out, get out of the way, because because that's how good they've been. Uh, real quick, before we move on to injury news, because we always have to talk about injury news with Diaz right now. You had a chance to talk to Nazem Kadri yesterday. I was just kind of interested in what you took from that conversation. You know, you had a really good story and it's online now and it was in this morning's the edition of the Denver Gazette. But I just want to get your quick feelings on how it was to talk to him. Yeah, it was great. You know, Nas is a guy who's so comfortable in his own skin that he's just a a reporter's dream, I think, because, you know, I think everything that he says is honest. And sometimes he likes being a guy that kind of stirs the pot a little bit. You know, he's he's funny. He he likes to goof around. Um, The first thing that struck me was I was bummed how quickly the Calgary PR team ended the interview with him. It was five minutes and that was it. I had a few more questions on my list that I was hoping to get in. And it was a big group of, of reporters, all of us talking to him. So a little frustrating. We, we couldn't get a little more time, but you know, in terms of how he's doing with the flames, he is as advertised, you know, they, they gave him a, de- a deal, $7 million a, a year over seven years because they needed that stable number two center guy who could play on the top line if needed um, and produce goals. And that's exactly what Nas has been. I was convinced he was going to score in that game last yeah. night. Didn't happen. Uh, you know, I, at the end, he he ended up getting like a personal misconduct penalty, I think. John with the ref. So there's a little bit of venting frustration there. You know, nothing that's going to get Nas in trouble. You know, like his history, people might think there. But yeah, I think in terms of what he brings to that team, he brings some star power and leadership. But in that same sense, you know, they're both teams on different trajectories right now. The The Flames are struggling and clinging to a playoff spot. The Avs are surging and probably going to overpass them in the next week or so here in the standings, I think, in that that Western Conference overall standings. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Nas in the future. But, you know, he got paid. He got a deal he never would have gotten Colorado. And it seems like he's doing really well out there and, and is becoming a fan favorite. So 
a lot of good memories there. You know, he talked very glowingly about his time with the team and recollecting, you know, on that game four overtime goal and, and just sort of the emotion of that moment and how it's probably, you know, one of the best moments of his hockey career. And it's great to hear a guy say that, you know, after he leaves a place, right. Cause yeah. you know, I think it'd be easy for him to be like, you know what, I'm not focused on the past. This is, you know, I play for the flames now. But when you win a Stanley Cup and, and do it the way he, they did it and just with who the guy that Naz is, you know, he, he was very cool reminiscing about it. And if anything, that should just, you know, endear fans to him even more. Yeah, you know, and again, they don't win the Stanley Cup without him. And um, somebody else that would have never won a Stanley Cup with without is Kale McCarr, of course. Mm-hmm. And he's hurt now. And he uh, very vague. Bednar was very vague about the whole thing that he's day to day or what, whatever. You know, he missed last night's game. He's on the trip, though. Correct? I believe that's. So yeah, what's just, the update on the, that? Yeah, so he's sitting in the press box and uh, you know his street clothes, which are very dapper. All these guys, uh, yes, you know, to the nines as as you would imagine. Uh, but yeah, it was the surprise of morning skate, right? I think we we were all sitting out there watching guys warm up, and you know I didn't see Kale out there. I didn't even send a tweet out because I was like, oh, I'm sure it's just a maintenance day. You know, Kale's been playing so many minutes. But sure enough, we asked Bednar, and he says, yeah, he classified it as an injury to your point, wouldn't say if it was upper body or lower body, we're going to get confirmation from that tonight. I think the apps actually have some, you know, uh, duty to, to release that information to the league, you know, as for as much information that comes out about injuries, I think they have to at least specify whether it's upper or lower, but no matter what it is, I don't think it is a long-term concern because to your point, he's, he's on this road trip and, and just with the length of it and the quality of opponents that the avalanche are playing, it wouldn't make sense for him to be here if they didn't think that he might be available. So no practice today as we're recording this episode, but as we're looking ahead to tomorrow's game against the Canucks, I'll be at morning skate and uh, Jared Bednar will talk and we'll see if, if Kale's out there. I mean, that'll be the surest sign uh, whether or not he's healthy and, you know, sort of looking at least this one game absence without him, I give the abs credit, you know, that decor adjusting to not having the best defenseman in the league, you know, all of a sudden you got Brad Hunt in a top four defensive pairing, um, you know, playing yeah. with Sam Gerrard, you know, Brad Hunt, AHL journeyman, missing teeth, just the, the every man. I love talking to him. He, he brings a lot of positive energy, but, but he's not a top four guy, you know, that's, that's not the position that the abs need him to be in. But in sort of the personnel that they have and and sort of with the group they've been rolling with, that's what the Avs had to do. And, and they played really well against the Flames, especially defensively. You know, uh, Gorgiev played really well, but he also didn't face that many really dangerous chances. There was a few uh, where he had to show some athleticism, but for the most part, it was a complete team effort by the Avs without Makar. So got to get him back. Um, you know, there's no replacing Makar in the lineup. I mean, there's no two ways around that. Um, but certainly a, a nice showing uh, in one game without him. I mean, Kale didn't miss, you know, a single game in the first half of, of the season, you know, with, with all the injuries, it's easy to forget that, but he's been an iron man for this team and, and they certainly need him healthy. And now they have Val back, which is great as well. You know, we were talking not too long in a podcast about whether they shut him down into the play. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's back skating. Doesn't look like the same player to me. Doesn't have the same burst. Uh, I do worry if he's just playing with a lot of pain right now and trying to manage that, you don't love that for a guy who needs to be kind of all out hundred percent to, to be most effective. Um, but you know, some good injury news, you know, in addition to, 
to some of the bad with McCarr for this team right now. Yeah, so let's talk playoff picture as uh, we head to the second half. Uh, the Avs are two points back of the Flames, four points back of. It's crazy that the Flames and the Oilers are their wild cards. It just the, the standings just look weird. I'm I'm just looking at them right now. Like Winnipeg's winning the Central. I I don't know what's going on here, but um, you know the Avs are are just two games or two games. I'm sorry, two points back of the Flames. Um, you know what do you? I mean, they're on a run right now, and they're gonna have you know they're playing Vancouver tomorrow night, um, Friday night. And then they go to Seattle, who is surprisingly right there with Vegas, the top of the Pacific. But, I mean, they have to get tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's game, I feel. Right, exactly. And I'll just do a callback to a lead I had recently to a, a, a Eminem song that I'm fond of from, from my generation for listeners. But will the real Colorado Avalanche please stand up? Right. That's how I started a story. Because I, it's hard to tell sometimes, right? Is, is this a streaky group? that's going to lose several games and then all of a sudden look like all-stars the the next few games and then sink back and into another lull. I I think right now that's what we're seeing on a, on a small sample size, but the fact that they're riding this positive wave gives, you know, a lot of momentum to a team that needs it at a good time, right? They're going to have the all-star break. They're going to have that time to rest. You know, Kale McCarr is going to be there. We're going to find out actually later tonight if Miko will be there with him. But regardless, both those guys will, you know, they'll get some time off of their feet. And the Avs are in a position where they've got a lot of winnable games down the stretch. You got Vancouver tonight. They finish out this road trip with the toughest game left on the schedule before the All-Star break, playing a really good Kraken team on the second game of of back-to-back nights. Uh, Really intrigued to see how they play there. Does Francois start in net? Do they roll with Gorgiev? for three straight games there. Um, a lot of questions to be had. And then I also looking at coming home for that three game stretch. They've got the Capitals ducks and the blues all at home. So, you know, if the abs can finish that stretch above 500, they sneak back into the playoff picture as the all-star break ends, you know, it, it makes everyone feel a lot better as they're rolling in, you know, to this final stretch of the season when, you know, I think the, possibility that Landeskog isn't going to be back until the playoffs continues to be you know probably the most logical idea or option there just being that we haven't seen much progress from his end yet yeah that's a scary one I just don't know if he when he comes back it it never seems like there's an update either it's just a ways away or whatever Benar always says but it'd be great to get I mean I don't know he's gonna be rusty if he comes back but I'm starting to think that this is just what happens to team I mean they had deep runs the last however many years and it just wears on these guys and i mean we we saw the injuries after the cup run so you know it it, i never count them out and i'm sure you feel the same way yeah no i i would totally agree i mean i think as of the way they're playing right now they're showing that they're resilient and and without all their stars that they can still blow teams out and and really set the pace and and look like a contender so uh, a lot of games left to decide it but uh you know for for being an ass fan for this week at least uh, you're in a pretty good mood. <laughs> right. All right, man. Anything you want to plug before we go? Um, you know, not not a whole lot coming my way. I'm I've spent some time with uh Evan Rodriguez recently trying to dig into what's got, gone into his hot start and you know his decision to sign with the Avalanche. And then now the Avalanche's pending decision to whether or not to re-sign him, right? I mean, he's on a one-year prove it deal. He's already halfway through the regular season and has proven he belongs in the top six, you know, and very well could likely play on the top line to finish the year, even when guys are healthy. 
uh, just because he's developed a lot of chemistry with Nathan McKinnon. So, you know, in terms of some of the projects and stuff coming, uh, you know, look ahead for that story. Um, and also just, you know, following this team as, as they make that push and uh, before the all-star break and also giving myself a break uh, for that week as well. Yeah, it'll be nice for them to get some time off. All right, all right man, thanks for joining me. Uh, and we will probably catch up with you again after this road trip. And then right before, well, maybe we'll just wait till the all-star break probably to see where the Avs stand. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Right. I appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.